So short form video is on the rise and becoming super important. So uh, what do we do in the ministry context? Welcome to the Vlog Pastors Podcast, a podcast all about the stories and strategies of sharing God's love in the digital world. Now, here are two pastors that love to put a camera in their face and walk around in public. They are the Smith & Wesson of digital ministry, Jared Brown and Joshua Verwers. That's right, I am Joshua Verwers. And I'm Jared Brown, and this is episode 68. And uh, yeah, whether you are joining us live over here on the YouTube channel or you're checking out the replay either on Spotify or audio on your favorite podcast, uh, hey, thanks for being here. Yeah, and if you want to help shape the conversation, you can do so by dropping by, hanging out with us every Wednesday, 1030 in the a.m. That's right, Central. and helping out, hopping in, joining and shaping the conversation is exactly what happened today because we wound up getting this message from uh, John Hayes last week, uh, and John had asked something along the lines of uh, shorts. Let's talk about that. Um, what do we do, or how can we create some shorts without it being just sermon snippets? And then he did point out how you, Jared, have used on especially on IG, you've done like the reels, you've done the short form right. of little like teasers for your vlogs, and how I have done, uh, you know, over on TikTok and even on the the, the secret channel, uh, some Bible verses of the day. Mm -hmm. So we've done that. But beyond that, what do we do? That's what Ooh, we're going to talk what about. What do we do? What do we do? Know. I don't know. You tell me what we do. What, what even <laughs> is what even is a story? Because a short. I mean, that's a short. I'm sorry. That's that is YouTube specific language. Yeah, that is right. Yep. So, so he wants to know how to use a short on YouTube. And, and here's you why I think I, I wanted to put this as shorts, not so much as short vertical video. Um, okay. I wanted to, to be specifically about YouTube shorts for a couple different reasons. And the main one is because I firmly believe that YouTube is about to dominate the short vertical video market and everybody is going to be playing catch up. Ooh, I, I want to agree with you so badly on that one. I, I think they're going to make a play for it. I think uh, you're going to see your generational gaps here come in. Uh, I don't know if this is what you want to talk about, but you got me on we this can, one. We can do it. Okay. I think it, just from a philosophical standpoint, I think um, you're going to catch your older millennials. You're going to catch the new market of uh, boomers coming in, you know, Gen X that's still around on YouTube. Um, but I think you are going to miss Gen Z. I think they are so hooked on TikTok that uh, I don't think they I don't think YouTube is able to pull off the upset. I think they're going to make some waves in the market, but just the difference in style. Um, YouTube shorts. I'm going to get the names mixed up. Is that right? Yep. YouTube shorts on YouTube are going to be a different animal. They're going to be. I mean, we're filmmakers. We're uh, we're vloggers. We have a certain quality level and storytelling level that's going to be there in all of these things that I've noticed is a, um, a detriment to places like TikTok. They just want, yes. they just want the fast little, yep. little cell phone jobby. So I think it's already established. Everybody is already swinging on in that generation and Gen Z over to TikTok. Uh, I don't think it makes, I don't think it takes the cake unless there are some sort of governmental restrictions on TikTok that forces everybody. 
so that might be a a little thing in there but i'm i'm even pushing that aside i still don't think that uh tiktok's the only one that would have a chance i don't think instagram i don't think meta i don't think facebook they have a shot when it comes to this they have been playing catch up for far too long um i mean think about just instagram alone it was a photo sharing app that's what it was for it was for insta grams Yep. Your little photogram. That's what it was meant to be, and uh, they have pretty much abandoned that, and they've went into the video world. They are TikTok version 9. And, yeah, and it doesn't really work as well. TikTok, you're absolutely right. What they did is they made it super popular. They came out of the gate, and they said, hey, people can just make a video, and you can even go viral with this. Here's where they're going to run into it. The people that are making putting in lots of effort to make vertical videos, to make videos in general, they're eventually going to want to be compensated for that. There you go. And yeah, the only one that has like monetization for creators locked down at this moment is YouTube. And for all the people that want to sit there and talk about YouTube where they don't do a great job of rewarding creators for their monetization, um, you're lying. They do an amazing job. They have given you a free platform and they're like, hey, we're going to split all of the ad revenue that we get with you. Like, we're just going to split it. It's based on how many views you get because how many views is based on how many ads. Here's the cost that we get and we charge the advertiser for placing a video or an advertisement on your video. And we're just going to split it with you. And not only that, for those that don't want to watch ads and they just pay for YouTube premium, we're going to split that with you. So we're going to share revenue when we've done all of the heavy lifting, create the platform to bring in the audience, to put the audience in front of you. We're just going to give you free money, basically. Yes, you're having to do the work. And the more you work, the more you make. Like they've they've figured it out. The others have not figured it out. There's One, because possible. they haven't figured out how to advertise, especially when it comes to short vertical videos. And you're seeing that on Twitter. You're you're seeing uh, Elon working through some of the difficulties of that because yep. he, I think it was Marquez Brownlee the other day. He said uh, something to the effect of being compensated for the work on Twitter, <clears throat> and he was talking about how YouTube does that well. Your point, and Elon was like, "That's a good idea." Now, how do they do that? Can we talk some more? And he's the head of the company trying yeah. to monetize, and he's going, "Okay, well, how do they pay their?" How do they pay the folks who contribute video, video? And I will say, outlier, Twitter might have a shot if, if, because here's my, he's my boy, yeah. Elon. If he's able to disrupt the industry like he has in every other one that he's done, if he's able to come in and make Twitter, this is going to be weird because we just bashed Instagram for this, but make Twitter what he's been talking about making any platform the entire time an all-inclusive everything platform like the town square it's not just tweets yep. it's not just videos it's not you know it's it it is where you go if he's able to do that and most everybody else is doing it wrong but if he's able to do that i think uh twitter's a contender yeah he would be interest i think twitter has the biggest potential to do that <laughs> um however twitter it's going to be years before they would be able it's to do that. It's going to be a while. Because but if you were going to break in somewhere, if you were going to do Twitter. it, Twitter would be it. Um, and I think Twitter has a ton of potential. They're just coming at it from almost the reverse angle of where 
YouTube is at. YouTube is like, here's the video, here's the content, we're gonna build the community around the content. Twitter, here's a community, and you're gonna have to build your community around like-minded ideas, then let's throw the video on top of it. The problem with Twitter, search and discoverability and to actually find people that are like-minded is so difficult. Like That's searching what he was topics, searching topics is great, but to find a community is so mm -hmm. difficult. Now they've played with it. They brought out, you know, the spaces where you had audio. They brought out uh, Twitter circles so you could try to do that. They're they're trying a lot of things. YouTube's already figured it out, and so YouTube is already on the ground. And they're not just walking. They're, they're not just running. They're sprinting towards the finish line and they're leaving everybody in their wake. And now that YouTube has announced they are offering paths to monetization directly from shorts alone, there's there's something there. Now, I'll give it to how them. Do we do they it? they they have put some work in on these shorts yeah. because 3 months ago, 6 months ago, whatever it's been, uh no. I wouldn't watch a short. They're an annoyance that you have to get around. They yep. put them at the top of the feed. They're starting to prioritize them. I see what they're doing. We don't want them. We don't want them. We don't want them. But then they do what only YouTube can do. They start targeting these shorts that you want to see with the right. titles and the characters and the, the creators. And they shop yeah. them in front of you. And all of a sudden, I probably watch more shorts now. I wouldn't say more. It's balanced. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, bad. and that's the other thing. So here's here's the other aspect of it, and here's why TikTok I don't think will ever be able to actually capitalize on this. Part of the monetization things is the best creators are going to want to look to get actually some type of return on their investment, the time that they're putting in on it. You're either going to want it the impact, or you're going to want to want the reach, yep. or you're going to want the money. Well. TikTok's not really doing it, except for a few elite creators. They're not really providing a path towards monetization. And even when you look at those elite creators, what are they doing? They're immediately jumping off of TikTok and trying to establish the same type of a community presence over on YouTube because they know that there's so much more money to be had over there. The problem, the majority of the stuff that you see on TikTok, and I'll even compare this back to Vine if you remember that, um, the stuff on TikTok they don't tell stories. Vine actually told stories. Like a lot of the vines that were out there, there was a beginning, a middle, and an end in six seconds. On TikTok, I'll sit there and I'll watch. And most of me continuing to flip through is because there's no good story there. And now it's gotten to a point because of the vertical format alone, when I flip over to YouTube and I see stories, in a short vertical video and I'm seeing information in a short vertical video, I will get off of TikTok and go over to YouTube to do that. Uh, and you talk about the Gen Z. Um, now my youngest, they're not on TikTok. However, the boy who is doesn't ever get on TikTok because it's just, there's nothing there. Now YouTube, He's watching lots of YouTube shorts. My other kids are watching lots of YouTube shorts. That's the other thing. When we talk about the next generation, as a parent, I'm not letting my youngest kids on TikTok. I don't trust TikTok to actually feed appropriate stuff to them. Do you know why? I trust YouTube more. 
Why? I'm going with my China stick because mm. it's from China. No, it's just because I've been on TikTok <laughs> and I've seen a lot of inappropriate stuff shared with me and I'm not searching for it and I'm not trying to find it. Same thing with Facebook. Like, why China. does Facebook feel the need to always throw inappropriate, derogatory, offensive, repulsive videos at me? Like, what have I ever done that makes you think that's the kind of content? Nothing. I've done absolutely nothing, but they've seen a million other people that like it. Right. So we're going to send it to you because if they like it, you must like it. YouTube, on the other hand, they won't do that. YouTube doesn't send the the most offensive stuff out there to me because they've looked at it and they're like, ah, uh, yeah, he's not going to like this. We know he's not going to like this. So we're not going to even do that. Now, there are things that they think I might like, or maybe it's on the edge and maybe Josh might. So we'll share it. And when I don't click on it after a few days, they're like, okay, apparently he doesn't want anything to do with that. Let's reevaluate. So that's where I do think that it's just going to be more of an issue with um, TikTok even having a shot at this. I, I think it's going to be YouTube dominating, um, dominating, like just dominating <laughs> like we've known Google and YouTube have already done that when it comes to the number one number two search engines which is where most people get their information it's going to continue that way you can start to search on stuff with Twitter you can search on stuff with TikTok you can search on stuff with Instagram it's not fun it, it doesn't work as well as you would want it I always come back to going to YouTube or Google just because it, it doesn't give me the information that I want and I've got to try to find it somewhere else so that's the struggle that I think they'll face. Now, here's the question. Here's where we get into like the topic and answering, you know, John's question. From a ministry context, if if let's just accept my premise. Yeah. Or I let's can do not that. accept it's, my premise. No, no, it's easily acceptable. Let's go. Let's say I love it. we understand that vertical video is obviously here to stay, especially in a short form uh manner. So in short form vertical videos. Let's just say from 15 to 60 seconds, vertical video content. We'll put it out there because I think all the platforms are pretty much in that 15 to 60 seconds is where they're allowing for the vertical videos. What do we in ministry do? What type of content should we or could we, maybe not even a should, but could we create? And I'm going to say could more than should because I think there comes a, a moment where we have to play and we have to experiment with things to find out, should we be making this or should somebody else be making this? Because mm -hmm. sometimes what we think should be made, should be made, but by somebody else, because we don't actually have the audience for that, That's nor right. do we have yeah. the gifting for that. But what could we be making? What kind of videos do you think we could be making aside from the easy sermon snippets? And by sermon snippet, I would define that as taking a 15 to 60 second clip out of your sermon and just throwing that up. What Ooh. do you think? Uh, <laughs> yikes. So for a second, I was like, oh, no, I think you could use ser sermon snippets. I, I mean, think if we you could and should. But I don't think you what? should take uh, just 30 seconds from it and throw it up there. That would be a nightmare. Uh, it depends. You, what, here's, what, so here, let's, you'd have let's... to be at the meat and potatoes. So here, here's what I think for long form yes. content if you're going to cut it back down. You could do it using this episode, this live stream. This is going to be long-form content, two guys talking. I would do this. I would take the hook 
which you are so nice to put it at the very beginning. So I would take the point of interest and put it at the very beginning, and then I would feed it, which is a couple of seconds, then I would feed into the intro, which is a couple of seconds, and then I would find the key moments, the key points that we're talking about, which is probably in all of this right here, yeah. the animation from, you know, 10 second, 10 second, 10 second, I'm probably going over on my, on my numbers here, and then I would end it with the conclusion feeding back into, making the loop, feeding back into... Um, the question that needs the that needs the hook. Does that make sense? Yeah. The question that sets up the hook. And I think I I think I would run that on on long form content every time. So there's there it is. There's a breakdown of this very episode. Your hook intro two or three points with emotion in it somewhere throughout. It could be very quickly paced. The conclusion feeding back into the hook. So in other words, using a story structure of beginning middle end yeah but i would I, I would make sure you have for these shorts this is i mean it is in video on youtube anyway yeah but with shorts it's insanely important because you're just kind of flipping through these things you get to the point like why am i here i i yeah. found this video there's it's low quality it's probably somebody that i don't know if i hear an automated talking voice i'm off of it immediately like this thing what's the hook it does it does it deliver on the the little image that I saw, which is not necessarily a thumbnail, I don't know what they're calling them, but the little image and the title that I clicked on, does it deliver immediately or does it pique my interest to to keep me watching? I I'm right off the get, but I think you could take something long like your sermon, and where I would do was same format same format the hook I would find the the provocation point. To your sermon that everybody's asking the question that people are going what's the point of this what do i need to know what am i struggling with whatever it is i would use that as the hook the interest piece and then quickly go through my my points yeah and then wrap it up in a conclusion leading to the pain point again i like it like i think that's a great idea of how to really kind of tie things in and it's one that i think is very practical uh, for those in ministry, because it's not recreating something fresh. I mean, it's not creating something new. You've already created this. It's just using what you've got in a different format. It's restructuring what you've got, um, or not even restructuring, repackaging it. Yeah. You know, we talk about that where, uh, actually here's one, because we were talking about this over the last few episodes and it comes from Ryan Trahan about how our videos are a gift. So all we're doing is we're regifting our gift. Like, that's all it is. It's like, okay, well, you you like this, but they may not like this. But if I repackage it, they might like this. Right. You know, so it's the same thing, but it's like a different use and a different way of consuming it that they might enjoy it better. Uh, it, it could even be something as simple as, you know, like using a uh, an analogy, a poor one of uh, food. So tomatoes, I hate tomatoes. I cannot stand tomatoes. I don't like them. Don't give them to me. I don't want a whole one. I will not bite into it like an apple. Uh, I will not take a slice. I will not take a dice. I want none of it. But to the spaghetti. Unless, no, I won't even do it on spaghetti, but I don't like spaghetti what? because it tastes too much like tomatoes. However, if you throw some Italian seasoning in with that tomato, you mush it up, you put it on some uh, tossed dough, 
and then you put some cheese and some meat on top of it, and it's in a pizza. Oh, I love tomatoes. When the moon hits your eye yep. like a big... Yeah. Or if you wind up, I don't know, pureeing it enough and then putting some, like, sugar in it, and you just call it ketchup, mm. yes, I will take it. Yeah. <laughs> Or yes. if you wind up putting a bunch of other vegetables in it, especially with some peppers, like some jalapeno peppers to give it a bite and you give me Ooh. a chip to dip it in, I will take some salsa. So it's like it's the repackaging of things. And so there are people that will watch our long form sermons, but they might not watch just a sermon snippet, just a straight clip out of it. But like what you're saying, if we took that sermon and instead of just it, it, I guess you could still call it a sermon snippet but it would be more like a sermon summary or overview and if you kind of hit the highlights real fast and you actually give them the value out of it real fast then maybe they might want the long form it might be a segue into that and it might not so that would be well, the I've other thing it's like are they going to get the benefit out of it Maybe. We all want people to come and digest the entirety of our sermons or our videos or our teachings or whatever's going on. But there are people who are not going to, they're going to fit better in the packaging of the short. Yeah. So I think we have to like let go of that. They're going to watch the one, one group's going to watch the whole thing. Enjoy yeah. that. Yes. But one group is not. And I think we're, we can be okay with making the same video because it feels like the same to me, honestly. When yeah. I was making those shorts on Instagram, I'm like, this is the video except, you know, for the payoff at the end, basically. Right. And I have to realize that they're not necessarily going to watch that. This may be the only dose of uh, spiritual content that they're going to get today. And it yeah. is a little bite-sized nugget. And that's what they can handle for today. So go for it. Yep. There'll be another one tomorrow or next week or whenever. So, yeah. That's a good one. I. I got another. Okay. You got one? I I do have one that would might actually play along with what we're talking about with the sermons and kind of repackaging it. Okay. To me, with when I'm preparing my sermons, I've probably got yes. bare minimum at least three scriptures that I don't use in a sermon. Yes. At least three. Sometimes it's a dozen. And yes. sometimes I'm trying to do the preacher thing of narrow it down to three points. But I had like eight points that I could have used. And you lost them. You had to burn them. And I, yeah, I just let them go. Yeah. Why not just make a little video, a exactly. short vertical video about that point, keeping the same hook and the same or similar kind of end result conclusion that you would have, but using that new verse or that point to reinforce the overall idea in just a different way. So yeah. instead of it being a copy of the sermon or a condensed version of the sermon or a substitute for the sermon. It's a, not a substitute, but it's a supplement for it. It's added to, it's a little extra that you can take. If you're one of my church people and you normally are watching the whole sermon, this is not going to feel like, oh, I could have just waited for this, but it's like, oh, this is in addition to this. And that might be something that we could be doing is to look at uh, just the the throwaway topics, the extra ideas, the extra scriptures that we have instead of throwing them away, just bringing them back in and saying, hey, here's an extra yeah. little nugget for you. 
Yeah. Was that one of them that you had too? That was one of them that I had too. It's, it's I was calling it the one-off because yeah. we do. Like when you're doing sermon prep, there are so many like inspirational nuggets that are not necessarily going to make the sermon. And sometimes you know it, sometimes you don't. So I would say if you know ahead of time, then you can make that video ahead of time because it's not going to make your sermon. Mm-hmm. Or you could hit, uh, you know, I get it fresh and live and, and while it's still impacting you. Or you can hit the sermon and those those nuggets that you didn't get to put into it. And you're like, we all have them. We're like, oh, yeah. there was there was more to this that I wanted to, yep. to dive into. After the fact, you could sit down and or yeah. stand up or vlog or whatever. Well, and, and record for a timely example, this last Sunday, I just uh, preached on uh, how we're overcomers in Christ mm-hmm. and I couldn't decide. I was wanting mm-hmm. to use an example of how either we don't feel like an overcomer or don't see how we could be an overcomer or others don't see us as being an overcomer, you know, or a, a victor. And I was sitting there and I was like, okay, Moses and, you know, kind of that passage through the Red Sea, you know, where they were more than conquerors, they were able to get victory that way. Uh, Or Gideon and the Midianites and, you know, hey, we got 32,000. No, there's only 300 of you and said, you know, uh, hey, you can't use swords. You're going to have to use a trumpet. Like I'm looking at that one and then I'm thinking, wait, what about David who just this little shepherd boy and there's this giant Goliath and, you know, I'm thinking, which one of those do I use? And I used all three. And I noticed that when I used all three in real time, it was like, this is like, it felt like this section, I was just being redundant. And it was like, if I looked at the sermon as a story, what is the most effective path to get them to the end goal, the conclusion, well, it's not by keep going over and over and over the same thing over, like redundancy doesn't, that's not the most effective way. And I recognize that in the middle of it, I had, I had more time to really kind of try to prep, rehearse it maybe even, or think and just ponder on it. Or even had we done this podcast last week instead of this week, (laughs) what I likely would have done is just picked one of the three and then made a short on the other two, you know, where it could have been something, you know, hey, there are times that I know the Bible says I'm an overcomer, but I don't feel like an overcomer. Why? Because I feel more like Moses or I just stumble over my words all the time and I'm stuttering and I can't figure it out. However, yeah. if we use that example, they went through the Red Sea and even the enemy behind them got completely encapsulated and destroyed because just like he's an overcomer, so am I. So are you like I could use that. And that would have been a perfect short done the same thing with Gideon done the same thing with David. It would have been so simple then to create two extra little shorts. And instead of either throwing them away, which hindsight, I probably should have instead of using them or keeping them in there and then just noticing that all of a sudden people like, okay, Josh, we already see where you're going with this. Just get to it already. Like, come on, where's the punchline? I could have done this. I think it would have been a little bit more effective. Um, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty now. But, yeah. I oh, like man, that. That, that's a great one. I think that one kind of... I, so what I was thinking of, there, there's a creator on, on YouTube, just so you can see it outside of ministry land. He does, um, his name is Colin Furs. He does all the builds. Yep. You ever seen him? Uh, yeah, the crazy under the house. Yeah, Absolutely crazy Brett guy. He's yep. fun. So uh, he kind of shows you 
he uses his shorts to show you sneak peeks of what are what's coming up. So he makes if his videos are coming out, you know, every three weeks or a month because he's tunneling under his house and it takes longer to dig and all that stuff, he'll show you little nuggets that don't make the video or yeah. that are, you know, we're thinking about heading this way, but we've run into a snag here. I think I think you could you could pull that off in ministry purposes as well. I was planning on I mean, how many times have we done that? I was planning on talking about this, but the Lord redirected me here. That's still a good nugget. Like you were talking about, that's still a good nugget, yep. but now I've changed plans. So I think we could show in our shorts, I think we could uh, just show people who care, who are already a part of that, the, the journey, the, the process. Well, oh, one of the others that did that recently that I loved uh, was Mr. Beast. So he had that one video that he did. Um, the Chocolate Factory? No, I was thinking it was actually, I, I don't even know if he... Did he even upload the video of him playing rock, paper, scissors with Mr. or with uh, the rock? I know he had a short that he did about um, rock, I haven't paper, seen a video, scissors, but I saw the short. So I know he did the the short about it. Um, and I think there was a video that he either did or was going to do. And it may not have been on that channel. It may have been on a second channel or whatever. Um, but there was the short that he did where he was just playing him with rock, paper, scissors. And that was part of a, a bigger video that I remember he was creating. Um, yeah. Cause it, I don't know, something about playing like a hundred rocks or something like that. I don't know. There was like, it was just one of those that he put that out before it actually happened. Yeah. And it was like, Ooh, it, it was the tease of something's yet to come. And that's where I do think like what you're saying with Colin Furge does that it's as he's working on it and he hasn't quite got there to put that out there as just a, a short. Um, he was coming up in his, his pantry. So he's digging under his house and he tunnels up through his pantry. And I remember this one. Uh, he He's taking tea. That's all he's doing. He's just taking tea. He's being a Brit and he's talking about the problems that he's having as he's working on the video and he's looking down the hole. You know, just just telling you like, hey, I would really love to finish this out and have this here. And he's sipping on his tea and have a place for my tea bag so I don't have to keep on going walking out and around and coming up the ladder and you know that whole thing. I could just come up into my kitchen. Yeah. I just he did several of those that were pretty clever. Yeah. No, I, I think, think I think that's another great idea and a way for us, especially in ministry, to be able to do that. Um, you know, and, and then you think in a, in just a church context, like there's events that we're doing for church. If you've got a big community outreach and something, absolutely. Like you're working on a big project, give them the behind the scenes, uh, and share like what the heart is behind it, why you're doing yeah. what you're doing. Why? Yeah. Why? I do Every think time, that why? one of the things that we can't, um, neglect to do with shorts and I'm going to be specific about shorts here thinking YouTube is we need to make sure that there is a point or a story behind it. There has to be something to it because if you're just randomly putting things up on YouTube, like you would on TikTok, it won't work. Yeah. TikTok things will just go viral for no reason. Uh, and I've seen a lot of them. I'll look at and I'll be like, what did I even watch? Yeah. Why? And why their editing caught me. And it got my attention, but I will never go back and watch that creator again. See, that's what I was talking about earlier on about YouTube. It's a different 
if it's a different kind of audience because the yeah. people on YouTube are expecting a story because we're that's what's going on yep. all around you. That's the platform. We're telling stories. Yeah. I don't know. So here's another one. A little more thought. I will add in, and this one is kind of timely, but not based on my sermon from this Sunday, based on your video that you dropped this morning. Um, You've got that video that just came out, by the way, if you guys haven't checked it out, you need to go over and check it out. Uh, And you're giving some practical tips on prayer. And I just came across this morning a a YouTube, or it was a a Premiere Pro uh, editing tip. And it was on, you know, like when you're slowing down your footage. So let's say you're recording in 24 frames per second, but you wanted it to be slow-mo. If you drop it into 50%, now you're going to get a little bit of a stutter with it. I don't like where you're going with this. This is blasphemy. Right. You've got a 24 frame per second video clip. You slow it down to 50% and it starts to stutter, let alone if you drop it down to 25%, then it's horrible. Because typically when you go in on Premiere Pro and you would right click and you'd hit the speed duration and then you drop the percentage down, it has for the time interpolation frame sampling. However, little hack, if you've got no better method, is instead of doing the frame interpolation or frame sampling, you click on that drop down and you can go with optical flow, which Premiere Pro and their AI essentially try to take these two frames and recreate a new frame in between so it flows. And it is a kind of decent at times. Other times it's real bad. It depends on how steady the camera is, really. If your camera's kind of locked off, it does a pretty decent job. Um, But that was like a short. It was a practical tip of one thing. Here's one little tool that we use to do this. So when I think about you, where you just created, and it was like four, five, six tips. I mean, you added a bunch in there, even though you didn't label them all at times, they're in there and there's a bunch of tips. There are other things that we do in ministry that sometimes, especially as ministers, practical things that we might do that we don't think about that we do. You know, so it was like, even with like David Rowland talks about how, you know, I wound up putting something about voting in Exodus 18, 21, and I had made mention of that. That's kind of my format for how I would wind up voting. He took his voter, I voted sticker and put it in his like daily reading Bible. Like that's, he just put it right there on the page as like a bookmark. Like that is a practical tip that I'm sitting here and thinking that would be a perfect short. You know, little things like that. Some people wondering, do we write in our Bibles? Do we highlight our Bibles? If so, how do we do it? What do we do? You know, little things like that. Do you do we have a notebook? Do we journal? What are we writing down? When we're hearing from God, what does that look like? What's your prayer closet look like? Is it an actual closet or is it the cab of your truck? Like, where do you go to find quiet time with God? I think these are all excellent ways for ministry to get beyond the four walls mm-hmm. and show here's how we take what we're ta- what we're learning on Sundays. Here's how we take them and apply them the other 167 days. You know, so that would be something that I thought about of just the little tips that you can share about how we do what we do. How do we actually live this life in Christ? How do we live as a people of faith? 
I think those tips could be something that could be packaged in a really easy, practical way, you know, through a short vertical video format. Agreed. Yeah. I just saw that uh, <laughs> Brian was going to have to dip out for a second. I was going to use him as as an example of kind of what you're what you're talking about. I would call it something different, though. It it might it might lend itself better to kind of condensing long form format and uh, taking just snippets out of something that's already been been done and established. But his his vlog. So talking to vloggers out there, his vlog short. If you remember, yeah. I think we used it as an example last week. Is yeah. one of the best I've seen, ministry wise. He yep. and it was it was simply here's what I'm doing, here's what happened. Like he just pops through here are the characters in the story. This is what they did. Here's the transformation moment, and then he goes back in and he he wraps it up. And yeah. the whole thing is what sixty seconds, forty five seconds, something like that. And yep. it's a masterpiece. I thought he did a fantastic job. Too bad he's not here to hear about it. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll watch the replay and he'll catch this. And I think that's something else that how many times for us as vloggers, right? Vlog pastors, you're on the Vlog Pastors channel. You listen to the Vlog Pastors podcast. As vloggers, we're recording so much stuff, and oh, a lot yeah. of that is just like our sermons that gets thrown out. Oh yeah, because it's like this doesn't lend itself to the overall story that we're trying to tell in the edit. But it was a cool moment. Sometimes those cool moments are cool moments and we could really add those in as well. So in a digital ministry context, you know, when we're recording, that could be the case. And if you're not a vlogger, if you're not doing that, but you're setting down and you're doing more of a talking head style, there's moments, unless you're hundred percent scripted out and you only read the words on your script, there are other moments that you've got in there that might work. Instead of just throwing it out and getting rid of it, capture that. Does that help make a point? Does it help to inform or educate? Like, I think those are, are great ways to do it. But I love what Brian did. Yeah, you're talking about like that was a – it was a short – it was essentially a mini vlog. Uh, and Mr. Beast did that same thing with his, you know, the, the rock one. That was like a mini video. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough in there for it to be a full – you know, 10, 20 minute video, whatever he does, but it worked. I think I just saw last Would week you? or something, Air Rack did one of those where uh, it was Halloween candy. And so he had had, like, it was for Halloween, people coming up at the door and he had a uh, a bowl out there and it says, take one. And so it was just take one piece of candy and they had put like speakers all around it and they were watching. So anybody that took more than one, they started blaring over the speakers, telling him to put it back. <laughs> and then at the end of it, there's one kid that he walks up and he looks at it and he grabs one small piece of candy. So Arak runs him out and thanks him for being, you know, super honest and then grabs all of the full size candy bars and dumps it in his bag. And That's it's like cool. just that one little thing. It's like that was a cool moment that could that have been a full standalone video? Maybe, but I might've got bored watching a full video on like, cause you get the point. It's like, okay, how many times do we have to watch people do the same thing over and over again? You know? Uh, and that's kind of like, uh, another, uh, TikTok and YouTube channel that I've watched. Um, uh, are you kidding TV? And so they're the two guys that like stand out on college campus with a white sign on their shirt. And then they just stand there and they do nothing. Like they say nothing. 
and people will walk up, they'll read whatever the sign says, and it'd be like, you know, uh, first person to grab a guitar and play us a song uh, wins $100. But the whole sign was in Spanish. And so they just stand there and they don't say anything. They wait for, you've got to read it, go do it, come back, and then they hand you the thing. They started outdoing that um, with just it being on, like I saw it on TikTok. And there were these short little videos and it was like 30, 60 seconds and that was it. Well, then the first couple that I had watched of them uploading on YouTube was just it's like, I'm not going to watch this whole thing. Like it just drug on way too long. They've gotten better about capturing more of those moments and doing the edit that it works. But sometimes there are those ideas I think that we have for videos or maybe even ideas for sermons. And it's just like a partial idea. Like we have an idea. I'd like to talk about this. I'd like to preach on this, but I don't quite know how to where it's going to go or how this is going to work. And it's not a full fledged sermon. And I don't want to make like a sermon about five different mini sermons. So that might be a perfect opportunity, just like it would be a video where this isn't a full video, but I can make a short video out of it. Short. What would you do if taking the first example, you condensed down your primary video. So you were going to release uh, doing that very thing. You're going to yeah. write it in Spanish. You're going to stand there on the deal. Okay. Would you, when would you release that video? So you have the main one and you have the short. They come at the same time. What would Joshua Verwers do? Would you send a teaser in advance with the short? Would it matter? Uh, Three I months think, later when it's done, would you send it? <laughs> I think style. it would depend. If care. it was, if it was meant to be a teaser about the full video that's coming, then I would put it out. No, it's um, just a short. It's a chop. So we're just talking just that one video. It's not even a it's full video. A it's chop. just a short one. It's, it's like the, the rock video. There's no lead into something else. I mean, you didn't know that that was coming. Yeah. I didn't know. If it was a standalone short, when would I release it? Uh, when I don't have anything else in the can to release? It's a, it's a complimentary. So you have a full length. Okay. Getting ready to release. And then you have a short. What would you do? Starting out, if I can can if I can get the short ready to go, I would release the short right now. And then I would watch the analytics. And as soon as it looks like it's starting to gain some traction, or it looks like Ooh. it's never gaining traction, then I would drop the next one. You just gave me a huge idea. I would also do that in reverse format, um where if I had the full video done, like I'm working hard on this full video and that video's done. And I know I've got all of these extra things that they're kind of like outtakes. They could make a short that would complement the full video, but it's not quite there. I would go ahead and I would release the full video. I would create a little short and then I would wait to see what happens. And if that video starts to do, you know, one of these trajectories and then it starts to plateau, I'm dropping it immediately. Just to try to gain some more traction. That's the strategy that I would use. That's the strategy based on how I've seen YouTube's algorithm work in the past. And I don't think they're going to change that. If anything, if it doesn't work, here's what I'll say. If it doesn't work, it's because I've now done and said what I do way too often. I'm ahead of the curve on it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a strategy that will work. 
it they just haven't put all of the the dots like they haven't connected all the wires to make it work perfectly but because i'm seeing some of these bigger youtube creators that are doing that where they've got a full video and they've got a short video i've seen them release the full video first and then three four days later or a week later they'll release the short that corresponds with it or vice versa because I'm seeing them do it, I think that they know something that we don't. And that's what I would be leaning into is trying something along those lines. Hmm. In a sermon context, if you're uploading a sermon, uh, if it's a live stream, whatever, on a Sunday, I I would go back first on my analytics and see, is there a specific day if like all my church is doing is just uploading sermons on the YouTube channel and that's the only thing we've uploaded and we want to start taking a little clip and a snippet or an extra point, whatever it is, this short that's complementary to the sermon. If what I would look at is when are most of my people online? And then what is the end goal of this? Is this to be a supplement to what they already had? Or is it to be a teaser for what's about to come? I would drop it based on when mo what day are most of the people on other than the main day that I'm uploading. And if it's a teaser beforehand and if it's a supplement afterwards. So let's say that Sunday's when we're doing the streaming. Wednesday's the other day that uh, I noticed that there's a little bit of a peak. There's more people online, more of our audience online Wednesdays than there are the other six days four days, five days, whatever it is. If that's the case, if this is a teaser to set up for what is coming on Sunday, I would drop it the Wednesday before. If it's a supplement to what they just read or just watched, just saw, just experienced with the sermon, I would drop it the Wednesday after. Hmm. If I know that there's a weekly thing on that regular basis. But if it's not, if it's like a one of our channels where we don't really have a rhyme or a reason to our upload schedule. It's whenever we've got it, we put it out there. That's when I would probably look at the analytics if it corresponds with that and say, where's where's that little bit of a peak? I wouldn't do it within the first 24 hours, um, probably not even within the first 48 because I would want to give a chance just to see if it catches an audience. Um, but I, I, would, I would look and just see. And even if it looks like it's... And, and I would look at that in relation to the average. If it's doing an average, like every other video, I'm I'm not going to really focus on it too much because it's not really getting extra, you know, that's kind of popping off. But if in the first few days it's performing above average and then I see it start to level out, that's when I'm dropping that short. Hmm. Just to maybe stoke the fire a little bit. You gave me you gave me an idea because we are notorious, you and I, yep. for sitting on video. Some of them, for me, they're completed, and I just I don't know that I like them or I'm hemming and hawing about it. Yeah. If I it, might use I might use shorts as kind of a probe, just kind of send out a short. Maybe I'll condense down a video, send out a short, and if there's interest in it where I'm not sure about it or people are responding well to it, then I might release the full video rather than just sitting there looking at it going, I don't know. So that's essentially what I did with the Bible verse shorts on my channel. 
when I started making them, I wanted to see. Now, I was doing it in a bulk thing, so I think I dropped like 30 or 40 of them, you know, daily when I was doing it. I wanted to see, is this actually going to resonate? Um, is this something that people wanted? And on my channel, nope. They they just flopped. Like, it did, it did not get the traction that I was hoping. Now, do I believe that I was too far ahead of the curve? Yes. Uh, I was way ahead of the yeah, curve. Yeah, you were. I was looking at the YouTube shorts, <laughs> and I was seeing where it's at now. Yeah. yeah. I thought where it's at now was where it was then. I was giving YouTube a little bit too much credit for what they were doing because I saw the potential in it. I saw what YouTube could do with it. And I thought, well, no, I no, want to no. be just a, a hair ahead of them. So that way, when they roll this out, I've got all the content ready to go. That. But. You took them at their word. You took them at their word. Yeah. They, they were going to be shifting towards shorts. And I think you did exactly what you should have done. Too soon. With the information that they gave us. Yeah. They just were a little slow on, on bringing that ship around. Well, I. No, because I was reading stuff between the lines. Like, it was stuff that they were working towards, but they hadn't said that they were working towards it. Oh, and no, 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 no. I, this isn't on you. They were prioritizing. They were saying, we are moving towards shorts. We're going to start putting our oomph behind them. Make sure that you guys are, are adjusting accordingly. You can see, and so, then all the professionals start coming down going, yep, here it comes. You better get it. I think some of it is on me because I read more than what they were saying. Okay. I was trying to beat them to go <laughs> and i like Ready, talk set. about a race like i wasn't trying to race alongside youtube i said okay racers at the starting line and then i started running and all of a sudden i'm halfway down and they had said it was a false start and i'm turning around like why aren't you guys here where's everybody at for anyone listening and without context, uh, when this started to roll out, Joshua jumped on it and made I don't know how many shorts, a uh, hundred. I don't know. I'm just gonna make up a number. Some obscene amount of shorts for the time when people were dipping their toes in the water, and what it did to his channel was hilarious because in those days there was no separate metric. I I don't know if it counted or if it was just like it drugged down, but it had a detrimental effect on his channel as a whole because he's went from getting you know whatever our videos are four five six minute views to 17 seconds five seconds yeah it was <laughs> and youtube was like this guy's terrible <laughs> get him out of here it was um it was bad like it was uh well here i can i can people even... used to like this guy what's wrong with him don't so, trust his videos uh yeah, to, to give you some context for those that are watching, um, if I scroll down, okay, so here's where the shorts kind of came in. Um, and most of these are unlisted, as you can see, because it was just like, unless it performed well, I just got rid of them. Like, I was like, I'm unlisting all of these. And you can see, they just, they go on and on and on <laughs> and on and page number two of these. Uh, and I was creating custom thumbnails for them. And uh, let's go page number three. There we go. There's the beginning of them. And it's just like this, this wasn't, it wasn't doing what it was uh, and what I thought it was going to do. But I, I was definitely, I was definitely ahead of the game on that. 
Um, and now it's reanalyzing and rethinking and refocusing it and saying, okay, how can I do it? Uh, which this is a timely conversation too, because it's like, how can I do this and be more authentic to even the style and the format that I'm doing? And yeah. here's where I would like to bring this in as far as more ideas. When it comes up with ideas, how do you find other ideas? What I would set there and say, and we've said this time and time again, start looking at other creators that aren't in your niche. Yeah. Jared's talking about uh, Colin uh, Furs. I'm talking about Mr. Beast and Airrack. You know, it's like, look at these other creators that are out there and they're not in our niche, but what are they doing? What kind of shorts are they making? And how does that work? How does, is there a way that we can do it? You know, I talked about the other one where it was just a Premiere Pro tutorial. I've never seen that guy before that did it. Uh, I will go back over and I will find it and I will be checking out his channel now because in like 30 seconds, he gave a tip, a tip that I'm already familiar with and that I've already used, uh, but it was such a good one. And the way it was done, like it's a loopable, it's replayable. And I'm like, there's something that this guy's got here and how he did that. Now, how do I apply it to my use case? And like, what can I learn from him? So that's something that I, I would say, think and look outside of your niche. Oh yeah. There's i I'm obviously, I'm a, if you're listening, I am a heavy set man, uh, not nimbly bimbly, although I, I have cat like reflexes, but I, <laughs> YouTube has funneled me into this parkour thing. Parkour. They keep parkour. They keep, <laughs> they keep serving me up shorts, but I'm thankful because there's a storyteller in there who is a professional. I don't know if you've seen these at loops. And this guy will do a tutorial on like how to parkour up a wall. I don't know the names of the things, but yeah. they, you know, he'll bounce this one to this one to this one, and then somehow everyone loops back into the original. You, you know, just a good loop. We'll yeah. just put that. Everybody's seen one. A good loop to where you're going. Oh wait, I'm watching the video again. How did I get here? This is my third time watching this video because there's a piece in there where you're like, how did he do that? And then he loops it back around again, and you're already in the video watching it, so you might as well watch it through. It's it's pretty clever. So looking outside of your genre, I don't know very many uh, Bible teachers right now that have a have a short <laughs> loop that, <laughs> that I'm not going. Wait a minute. No, I haven't seen any uh, any short loops. Um, I mean, I I know I've done some loops, but I don't know of any shorts that I've really done with that uh, that have worked. So the only one I can think of is that I've done that was like perfect loop is the, what Bible translation do you use? Um, because that one just, it, it kept looping and it was perfect. Um, but I will say when it comes to, as you were talking about that, like how he did it and the looping aspect, there was one that had come to mind and it would work perfect for a loop. Um, I, I don't even know if I can accurately do this. I know I saw, I saw a YouTube creator. I'm pretty sure it was shorts that he does where uh, he marks up his Bible. And so I don't know if it's a physical Bible or a digital Bible that I saw, um, but you've got different colors. A word is highlighted and it points down to another word. And then over on the margin, he's got the definition of it. And then that definition comes up and it has like another arrow with an illustration. And oh, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking... That would be so easy to do even in a loop format because of, as we know, 
so many scriptures do come back full circle. And when they come back full circle, if we have one of those moments in a scripture that comes full circle, like for those, especially churches that are doing Bible teachings and stuff, that would be a perfect way, even if it was a digital format where you've got your screen on there and everything circled and highlighted and arrows drawn. And in post, in your editing, you basically have your camera tracking along with it. And then it comes right back to the beginning and the video loops over again. So that was just a, hey, it just. Somebody somebody needs to do that. That's, yeah. Somebody needs to do that. Uh, I don't mark up my Bibles that coloring style. I've done a few of it with like the, the digital Bibles. I'll do dark mode and then screenshot something and then just do it that way. But I know, especially if you're like an, a Mac user, um, there's on the Why iPad. Why do you have that look on your face? Because I, I reluctantly use, actually, it's not reluctantly. I love my Mac mini, um, but that's all I use. But I do know like Things for iPad. Things isn't it? Uh, I know, for, <laughs> yeah. I know for iPad, they've got a um, app that you can use to be able to annotate things and even do it screen capture style. So if you could do something like that, you could basically set up a screen recorder on your computer, record that video as you're yes. even drawing it in real time. And then that would be something that you could just have your camera track around. I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. Um, yep. I'm not going to play with it though. So somebody else do that. Somebody needs to do that. <laughs> hey, one other one I had here and Dustin brought this in and it is an excellent idea. We said it's an excellent idea. 15 second prayer for our country or for yep. someone. Yep. And I think we've talked about this in the past where prayers would be a great way of doing this. Um, and I would honestly say, because sometimes shorts, like any video on YouTube, there is a discoverability thing. Don't make those. And I've seen this with the Bible verses. Don't tie them to a specific day. Make it an evergreen type of a deal. If you can, because just because God put this prayer on your heart right now, doesn't mean that it may not still be applicable six months from now. Um, so if you've got a prayer for a specific type of person, you know, if you're sitting there in your morning prayer and God just puts on your heart, uh, you know, to be praying for single mothers, you know, like if that's what he puts it on your heart, um, pray that out, set your camera up and record that prayer. Uh, and then make sure you kind of notate this is for the, you know, the single mothers out there. I just really feel like God is wanting to encourage you in this and whatever that is. And then just let it fly. Um, trust that God will use the YouTube algorithm and deliver that to those who need to hear it. That's right. But I think that's like, I think that that is a, a powerful way to do it. Uh, and I mean, prayer for our country. Like it's, this is I don't think it's needed. Yeah. Our, yeah. Our country doesn't need prayer. They're not divided. We're totally united in this one we, nation. We saw it's, those it's election results. Somewhere. Hundred percent on every person. No, but I mean, this is something like uh, at at church at our church. We do we take up prayer requests after every service. You know, we want praise reports. We want prayer requests. We take them up, and it's pretty much every single week that somebody's like, "Ah, let's not forget to pray for our country." I'm like, "Yep," and I find that it's pretty much a repeat prayer every single week that I'm doing. Um, 
very rarely is there something in addition to it. Uh, but Are you saying that you're going to go up now and start just playing your shorts? Uh, you says, know, we I, should pray that for. That might be a good idea. I could just I could have those on like on repeat. So as soon as like oh, I'd like to pray for our country, <laughs> absolutely. Sound booth knows do a hit play on it and then just pull it right up. Um, it needs to be you with the flags like waving behind you, <laughs> not right. Fetterman style or whatever his name is. But yeah, I've got two small ones. I've got actually I think I've got three small ones. I've got an American flag, an Iowa flag, and a Christian flag. I can just there you while go. I'm saying it. Um, <laughs> That would actually be a hilarious short to like pray for the country. And then I'm just, <laughs> it needs to be like micro though, like a toothpick flag kind of a deal. That's, that's hilarious. It's, it's pretty small or just have my, one of my kids in the background going like this. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, all joking aside, I, this is, it's a great idea for, for us to do that. And so, especially for our ministries, um, you know, who are, who are we trying to reach? What are they going through? Um, and then what can we do to put it out there? So I do think quick prayers, um, they're powerful. They work. So I think that's another great idea to, to put it out there. Any other ideas you got, Jared? I think that's the end of them. Well, perfect. I like when we can actually kind of stay on topic and we get through things and we still have fun rambling in our pre-show and the pre-pre-show about a whole lot of other things. So, Agreed. Uh, oh, wait, one other one I, I just looked down through here. Uh, John Hayes, I've wondered about doing a point from the sermon with an illustration being reenacted for the short. If you got, yeah, if you got the time for that one, whoo. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I think it would, I think it has potential of working really well. Oh, it could be amazing. Time is the only thing, but. That's going to be, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to squash it, but go for it. I mean, if you've got yeah. the time to, to plan that out. And the yeah. reason I think that it has a lot of potential is because of Vine. Uh, Vine was a lot of skits and a lot of memes and. It was in six second video format and it worked well. Uh, so I do think that there's, there's an ability there uh, of doing it. Um, I don't know how, but I'm, I'm intrigued. So Brian or John, once you got it, I looked down, I saw Brian's comment. Um, John, once you have done that, share it with us. We want to see it. And yes, I'm putting it on you. You said you've wondered about it. So how about you do it? <laughs> you lead the way there, John. John's not making any videos. <laughs> all right. Well, Come I on, think uh, that's all we've got for you this week. I think uh, as we close out the show, for those that are still hanging out in the chat, uh, like John, we will be more than happy to let you deal rail things after we officially bring this to a close. Uh, so that's all we got for this week of the podcast episode. And until next time, stay blessed, enjoy God's best, and have a fantastic week.